Okay, guys, uh, it is episode 33 of Video Vampires. This is Mickey. And Jessica. Uh, Jess, real quickly, uh, Beyond Fest has yeah. been going on. Uh, you've gone to it far more than I have, I think. Um, well, I went to opening day, uh, which was Climax. Uh-huh. Uh, there were still all the regular issues, by the way, which the entire, I feel like, Beyond Fest going peoples have mentioned it was fandango it was a nightmare it yeah. usually is but that they actually switched so they did a lot of stuff and they changed the ticketing companies and whatever um but yeah we went to climax was the opening movie the gaspar noe film who did enter the void and irreversible and love um it was all right like i didn't Love it, and I wanted to love it, and I just didn't. Like, some of the scenes are so cool. Like, that whole opening scene, like, the first act with the dancers is, like, really, really great and beautiful. And you're, like, kind of psyched on the movie. And then everything else was just kind of, like, whatever to me. Like, I wanted it to be more of, like, this visceral, internalized yeah. LSD trip. And actually, it was just kind of, like, a boring look at everyone's LSD poisoning. I don't know. But some of, like, it sucks because some of the camera work was, like, really great. Mm -hmm. But it just, like, didn't, it it just stopped for me. I was just kind of like, I'm watching the same movie for over an hour. It's just, it was just whatever. I feel bad because I want to like his movie. I just don't. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey. Uh, But you saw The dancing is amazing. Yeah, I really like what, uh... Oh, what is her name? I can never pronounce her name. She was Sophia. in... Sophia. Yes, that one. The one who was in Kingsman. Kingsman and, like, the knife legs. Yeah, and Atomic Blonde as yeah. the, like... She was in that movie Hotel Armin- Arminus? Armitus? Artemis. Which I heard was Arminus. shit. Uh, yeah, the one with, like, all the... Cr- yeah, whatever. So I just didn't see But it. I like her. Yeah, I do, too. Um, and, But you saw something else. What did I see? Well, you went to the Cronenberg oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, I did see Dead Ringers. Um, which I hadn't seen before, with Jeremy Irons, where he played... You've never the, seen that before? No, I never it's saw It's a fucking Ringers. sad movie. It's really sad. It is sad. Um, I mean, but you, you find sadness, or you, um, you feel bad for characters you probably shouldn't have. Mm. We talked about this before. I know, I know, but I don't, I feel like the point of Dead Ringers is you're supposed to feel sad at the end. I don't want to give away the ending, because the ending's beautiful, but it's sad. I mean, sad. is it sad? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's I very sad. I don't think sad. so. I like. I really liked it. It is the first time I had seen it, um, which is cool because Cronenberg was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and he's he even talked about like how he hadn't seen this movie that he did in a long time, obviously. But um, yeah, Jeremy Irons plays twins, um, and I I really liked it. I I mean. I still don't know if it's my favorite Cronenberg, but it's still yeah. pretty great. Um, I don't really feel that bad. I mean, yeah, it's because you have no heart. But these uh, were, these guys were gynecologists, yeah, and then they were switching lovers without telling. I, I'm, I'm not saying that like they did things. They didn't do things. <laughs> I'm saying that like you can you can still feel for a character, and like I mean, again, I don't want to give away the ending, but like I feel like the ending is a really 
like fucking oh, sad. Oh, Howard Shore was there too. That's cool. You know what I'm it upset was about? Cool. I miss. I, I was upset. I missed Scanners because apparently after Scanners, Michael Ironside, who was completely a surprise, yeah. showed up and did a Q and A, and I was like, really? oh, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, dude. Well, yeah, and then they did Videodrome too with Blondie and Cronenberg and Jennifer Jason Leigh. For existence, yeah. So Debbie, I, I heard it. And Videodrome. Yeah, yeah, but I heard like I heard that it was a double feature of Videodrome oh, and existence. Yeah. Debbie Harry was there for Videodrome. Jennifer Jason Lee was there. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Existence. But they all took pictures together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then them, um, yeah. I wanted to go to the Fly, but I couldn't. Um, that was the that Cronenberg was there for that, and so was Gina Davis. Well, they did a they did a whole shit ton. There was Shivers. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else they played, but they had a whole Cronenberg collective. Uh, mm-hmm. With him being there. And honestly, he looks fucking good. He does. Like, he looks great. Yeah. Um, I am going to see Monster Squad on Thursday. That's that's my Beyond Fest thing. Yeah. Um, which is going to be cool because it's going to be Monster Squad. And there's a new documentary about Monster Squad that's playing right afterwards. The cast and the crew is going to be there. I'm hoping they open up some questions to the crowd because I, de- I have quite a few questions. Oh, for- my God. <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, so, you know. What else is playing? Oh, Suspiria. Okay, so they made me dance. Uh, I didn't, they didn't make me dance. I volunteered, but I still feel shame yeah, about they it. Were, yeah, because, I mean, basically, they were like, if you want these tickets, you got to dance for them. Yeah, and now it's funny because they posted on their Instagram, like, we're just giving away 200 tickets to whoever shows up tonight. Yeah. And someone was like, I had to dance for mine. <laughs> and I was like, fuck me, too. And I still feel the shame. I, like, locked eyes with someone, too. Like, as I was, there was, like, a mad rush for a second. I was like, oh, shit. And so I, like, looked off to the side, and I made eye contact with this man in the first row. And I was like, oh, my God. He could see me. They all could see me. But, yeah, I got my fucking ticket, so I hope it's good. It will be good. It yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Um, but, yeah, the whole Beyond Fest schedule is pretty cool. I mean, the Cronenberg thing is, like, awesome. And it's cool that he's there, and, like, he can joke about his movies and yeah. have a fun time. I mean... He's, he's the only director I've ever listened to director's commentary on. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, it's like, I just, I love the sound of his voice, and I like listening to him talk yeah, about Yeah, he has something. a really yeah. soothing voice, which is really creepy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially because, like, you know, I mean, if, especially if you look at his earlier, it's just, whenever I yeah. think of David Cronenberg as a person, I can't help but think of him in Nightbreed. I know! You know, that's why I imagine David Cronenberg's really like, you know? know. It's like... You know, perfectly, like, articulate, and he can come off as really, but, like, deep down, he's got a fucking weird, like, mask with buttonholes and, like, oh, yeah. and, and, you know. I, um, I also watched this, uh, French movie that I'm obsessed with. It's called The Wild Boys. Um, that's in English. Yes. But it is in French, and it's fucking great. Okay. Okay, I also ate a mushroom chocolate, a magic mushroom chocolate, so I was watching this movie, and it was just, like, glittering in my brain. But I loved it. It's basically about um, these um, group of friends. They're boys who are unruly. and it, it kinda I imagine they're wild, yeah. Yeah, they're wild boys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, end up raping and, and killing this woman. Um, and then, you know, but they're, they're rich, aristocrat parents, you know, don't know what to do with them. And they get released to their parents and their parents find this, like, old sailor that's like i can turn and i can i can fix any wild boy uh-huh. um so he takes them on this like crazy trip um on his boat and it's just him and his dog um to this island um now i don't really want to ruin it for don't. anybody but the island 
apparently has magical properties. Oh, of course. Um, and then the whole the whole um, cast is is women playing men. Ah. Um, except for the sailor. Uh, it's actually really fucking cool. I I loved it. I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on movie. Which actually, if you are a, like a, an American Cinematheque uh, member, they're giving away a free thirty ship membership, thirty day membership to Movie. I suggest it. I, I've talked about this app before. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a bunch of his other shorts on there. It's like Bernard um, Bertrand. Uh, fucking yeah, something one French. Of, yeah, something really French. Um, but I would check it out, and if you can, I would just utilize their free trial membership because. You could watch a ton of movies in in that time period, but for sure, yeah, that's what I saw. Those are the things that I saw. Yeah. One really great movie and one like fucking whatever. Yeah. Well, speaking of, of movies, we are, uh, you know, real quickly. Um, you, if you go on our Instagram yeah. at under uh, video underscore vampires, um, we're doing a every day for the month of October. We're do, we're you know we created categories and we're picking movies for each day. Um, so we're posting those picks every day. So we've so far we've covered, um, you know, what was it? Uh, October first, which was Monday. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, and then to, uh, October second. You know, by the time this one comes out, it'll be October third. Yeah. We've been talking about you know, um, you know, just little like, we, you know, like, like for example, your favorite pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, some of these. I mean, I was going through the calendar, and some of them are not my absolute favorites. But no, but they. They feel right. Right. And, and <laughs> I desperately tried, and I know you did too, uh, to avoid doing Ones movies that, that we, we've already yeah. covered, you know, in the podcast. But I think there's like one or two where we just couldn't help it. But um, Yeah, of course. There's like some classics that you just can't, no matter what, you want to put them in there. And a, fl- a few like slipped in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But we encourage everybody to check it out. And also, uh, you know, put your own picks up and hashtag us uh, at, you know, hashtag video vampires and, uh, so we can check it out, and yeah. we can. Uh, I'm really excited about that, and um, we'll get into the movie that we. Uh, I, I really, honestly, I didn't really watch much. Uh, I've been editing the film that I, I shot, and then, yeah, and so I've been like, uh, and it's really tough to go through footage of yourself deliberately yeah, looking without, terrible. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, putting yourself, you know, looking <laughs> terrible, like on purpose, but still, like you're watching it, and and you know that it was something we were talking about with Heather about like. You know, the sound of your voice when you hear yeah. it, you're like, wait, do I really sound like that? You know, I have a problem editing this podcast. I'm like, do I really sound That's like that much of an asshole? I'll leave it to you because I refuse. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, it's rough. It's, uh, it's very rough. But I've been working on that, and then, like, I, I caught a, a great movie the other night, but I don't want to kind of talk about that because I do want us to do an episode on it because it was really good, a great 1970s decade yeah. uh, flick directed by Bob Clark, who directed, um, Black Christmas, which we've already covered, yeah. and also he was the producer of Popcorn, which we also covered. So yeah. eventually, this we've will be a, about yeah, this will be a good uh, episode to do later on. But uh, I watched that. I finished only God forgives finally because I don't know why I didn't because I loved it. I really did. I loved. I haven't seen it in a while. I remember liking some really like the parts that we we talked about yeah. it, but in the the like karaoke the singing part, mm-hmm. uh, I fucking love that scene. It's yeah. just. Great. Yeah. It really is. I, I, I really, I'm a big fan of his just because I feel like, you know, it's funny because when he was talking about his upbr- A bunch of his picks curated are on movie. Oh, yeah. Way. And he has his own, <laughs> well, he has his own streaming channel too yeah. now. Um, but what I like about him is that he was describing his, like, upbringing mm-hmm. and how his parents, like, raised him with art house films. So his form of rebellion was, like, horror films. 
Like, yeah. watching those. And now, as he's gotten older, he's trying to, like, merge the two. Uh-huh. And I, like, that was the first time I ever heard somebody, like, a, a you know, an artist, quote-unquote, yeah. say something that made me go, ah, yes, that's me. Like, I feel like, because, like, growing up, my parents were like, we're going to watch Ingmar Bergman's Seventh Seal. And I'm like, I'm eight years old. I could care less about this. I love it now. But yeah. when you're eight years old... You know, actually, when I was eight years old, I was terrified of that movie because I just kind of understood it, and I was like, oh my god, we're all going to die. What a fucking nightmare. And, like, um, I had a very... It's funny. It's funny to think that way because, like, I feel like it, it's similar for a lot of people, but I think, like, I, I think we're all, a lot of influenced by our parents, but, yeah. like, I I think that I'm kind of the same where, like, I'll, yeah, I'll watch these, like, really great, beautiful outhouse films, but, like... You can't be pretentious about that shit, man, because you know what? Everyone loves Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't give a fuck who you are. But, like, my my father didn't sit down and be like, you have to like this, you know? Whereas, like, it's funny because my parents didn't sit me down and do that, but it was like, they were like, they were very much like, we're going to watch this. And I'm like, okay. And, like, being an eight-year-old and having an existential crisis. And my, <laughs> my mom listens to this and, like, she apologizes. Does for she? That. Yeah, she does. Oh, my God. And she my was, mom. like, yeah. And she was, like, super sad because, like, you know, I, like, I really had nightmares after watching this movie because, like, you know, I kind of understood what was going on. You know, it's a big, that movie specifically is, like, a, has a big concept, you know, like a big, yeah. you know, philosophical idea. And, like, as an eight-year-old, I'm st- I kind of understand it just enough to, like, have nightmares of, like, <laughs> my mortality. But I guess what I'm saying is that as I was getting older, you know, uh, I, you know, my form of rebellion was Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. or, or watching these other movies. And See, maybe I, I didn't have an idea of rebellion, especially with that. Uh, I just kind of watch, and I do the same, I'll watch... Anything. Sure. But, I mean, it's funny because now I, I find myself, like, as, you know, when, I, when I'm when i writing something or I'm trying to make something, I'm trying to merge the two, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, I do love Ingmar Bergman films, you know? I do love, you know, Vim Vendors, who was, like, a big, my, my dad was a huge fan of, you know? And, like, I, but I also love my Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so if I can find a way that I can take these two, these two art forms and kind of mesh them together and that's and that's why I like that's why I like Nicholas Wine Reffin because that's what he's doing you know like whether you like him or not we should y- have Matt talk about him uh yeah he'll just crush all your hopes and dreams uh yeah but then Matt says something like I liked Predator and it's like fuck off Matt I love <laughs> you <but> fuck off <laughs> we're talking shit when he's not here can't yeah. he won't listen to it he won't listen way. to it so yeah love your dog um <laughs> But anyway, moving forward, uh, we uh, watched uh, the town that dreaded sundown, uh, which was, um, you know, a what was it, nineteen seventy seven film? Yeah. Um, it's loosely based on. Well, I mean, it's it's based on a true story about like or a, a true events of like this uh, murder series of murders that happened or attacks that happened in Texarkana, which yeah. is like the way Texarkana is. It's like on the border of Texas and Arkansas, so there's a Texarkana. Texas, Texarkana, Arkansas, and then there's, like, a thin line. That, Get it? Yeah. No, but Texarkana. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. But, like, if you, there's pictures of, like, the, welcome to Texas, welcome to Arkansas, like, right yeah. next to each other. Um, the interesting about thing about this movie was it, it was directed by um, Charles B. Pierce, who, his first film was a movie called Legend of Boggy Creek, which was, yeah. like, this Kind of very similar to what he was doing in, in um, Town Dread Sundown, but it's like kind of like this, like has it almost like they're trying to do like a documentary type film. Yeah. Except for having like, you know, local people reenact like the alleged events. Um, kind of does the same thing 
in um, The Legend of Boggy Creek, by the way, is fucking so out there. You should totally watch it. Um, and then... Like, this one isn't. Yeah, but the but Legend of Boggy Creek is like, what? Because, I mean, in this one, in Talent Dreaded Sundown, they got some, some, not a bunch, but they got some actors. Yeah. Legend of Boggy Creek is all fucking, like, all the, the people who allegedly these things happen to, like this creature, like a Bigfoot-type creature, that, <laughs> um, they're playing themselves, and they're reenacting their encounters. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Um, and then... He makes another. He makes a sequel to Boggy Creek called Boggy Creek Two, and the legend continues. The yeah. only time I've ever seen that movie is on Mystery Science Theater. That's, that's so that funny. should give you an idea. Um, but Town Dread Sundown, I think a lot of people will recognize some of the imagery if they, even if they haven't seen it. You know, like the killer yeah. has the the white sack. It's predates yeah, Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Clue Klux Klan. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you think of like horror movies, like Friday Thirteenth Part Two, totally uses the. The same, you know, the killer has the same, yeah. you know, Jason has got yes. the, the, the sackcloth, and then, um... There's a, there, it's endless. Sure. From the beginning of time, there's a fucking sackcloth murderer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um... I like it, but yeah. it's like... Uh, the talented at Sundown, though, was referenced in Scream. There's uh-huh. a scene where they're, they're all like, you know, I can't remember if it's Matthew Lillard or Jamie Kennedy. It's one of the two. And I one think it was Jamie says, Kennedy. Yeah, I, I think it would be, too, but he's like, this place looks like the town that dreaded Sundown, like... After the first murder, and they're all like at yeah. a curfew. Um, anyway, a masked killer um, is attacking people on a twenty-one day cycle. I think. Um, I think it's <laughs> Which is days. weird because that's like the same cycle as my period. <laughs> uh, is it weird or is it? Uh, did, you just, did you just crack an unsolved case? Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, what I love about this movie is. It, it doesn't know if it wants to be a documentary, if it wants no, to be a thriller. It, it wants to be a comedy, basically. Uh, it, it's like know, a buddy comedy, like a buddy cop comedy, like... Yeah, there's oh, definitely like, there's definitely if you want one. Okay, first of all, I have some problems. All right, let's, let's, let's hear your problems. Well, one, it's supposed to be set in the mid 40s. to late 1940s. Yeah. Everything is not... It is the 70s. It's oh. the fucking 70s except for the cars, and every car is the same. I, what did, did they just find one person with, like, maybe four of the same car, and they went to it? Also, he has, like, some Dukes of Hazard like, love lust because there's, like, launching cars. There's, mm-hmm. like, lots of, like, slow motion drives. Like, what is... Ha- what are you doing? You are, are... You're aiming for your audience. You're going... Okay, people want to see. I fucking chasing? hate it. Oh, I loved it. I hate it. I loved it. Um, we're gonna make this '40s movie, but it's actually gonna be in the '70s. We're just gonna use old cars because I just feel yeah. like using. Them. And we're gonna use a narrator that sounds like Criswell, uh, saying stuff like "Only the names have cha- have been changed," which I love. Anytime you hear something like that, it's just like, oh my god, it's ripe for just like, oh, like this is gonna be great because like now I know that ninety percent of this movie is gonna be bullshit. And, um, which I, 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 you know, like I said, they're, they're very loose with the facts, but they, you know, and, and the interesting thing is because they've, this movie has become such an iconic film, especially in Texarkana, Mm -hmm. the movie has kind of replaced the facts, you know? Yeah, of course. Um. Urban legends. Sure. I like the fact that this movie is Zodiac before Zodiac. It's like. Yeah. Even though Zodiac was a real murderer. So was this. I know, but, but what I'm saying is that like Zodiac was like police procedural. Like it's just not really, it's not a thriller. You know, you know from the get go they're never going to catch a Zodiac killer, and <laughs> you know just like this one. But I mean, and Zodiac's better. But I like the fact that this one is Zodiac with non actors. Um, 
And I mean some non-actors. Like, uh, I mean, Sparkplug, who is like this bumbling, for, for whatever reason, in this very serious, you know, I mean, and the killings are, or the murder scenes are actually pretty fucked up. Like, the idea of like, him tying the girl to the tree. Oh, yeah, they are, but he delivered them in such a comical way that you can't take this movie seriously. Oh, I think you're, you're just thinking of Sparkplug. Oh, there's a fucking cop named Sparkplug who's like this erratic driver and he has to be Oh, he's told- a bumbling idiot. And there's, <gasps> there's a whole great sequence where they're going to do a stakeout and he's got to dress in drag and they play that up so much. Like, they stretch that out as much as they can for comedy. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of Sparkplug. In fact, I could have been completely satisfied with a spinoff film that's just about him. Of course you would. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have Ben Johnson who... Who plays uh, J.D. Morales, who is like the yeah. greatest Texas Ranger in history. Obviously, they've overlooked Lefty Enright, who was played by Tex- uh, Dennis Hopper in Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> 2. But Ben Johnson, we watched in um, Terry, Terry Train, Train yeah. last, uh, last episode. Which is really funny, because the first scene is him walking out of a train. Yep. And uh, and the funny thing is that Ben Johnson's actually, he's been kind of like on my radar, in the, in, 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 like inadvertently yeah. in the past few weeks. like. Before, a few weeks before we watched Terror Train, I watched The Wild Bunch with him in it. Oh, yeah. And then Terror Train, and then now this, and it's like, I'm like I'm sure the next movie... He looks good with a mustache. He's a cool dude. He's like the best part of the movie, you know? Yeah, like, he is. Um, And he's clearly like, you know, that was their, their budget, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I think he won an Oscar for Last Picture Show, so it's like they got an Oscar-winning actor. Yeah. Um, that's where their budget went. That and the, all, the, all the cars that look the same. Um... <laughs> But then you got Andrew Prime, who I've... He plays, like, the the somewhat second most competent cop in this movie. Oh, that's not saying one. Who just, yeah, who loves... Who cannot do anything without reporting it on the walkie-talkie. <laughs> like, the killer would have been caught a long time ago if he had just fucking put the walkie-talkie down for a second. Yeah, man. And just, you know, ran into... Gunshots. I mean, I guess we're supposed... That's what I mean when I say it's very... It's very, like, this is how it's done. Very police procedural. But, um... And then it kind of dives into these weird, like, chase scenes and the weird, like, you know... They're so... Even that... I mean, this, some of the scenes are cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the one where she's tied up in the front and then he's in the back. Yeah. And he starts walking towards... It's good. That's a good shot. And then, yeah. the, you know, and the, even in the end, the slow motion between the train. I mean, that's fucking cool. Yeah. It, it has its moments. But otherwise, this is a trash movie. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. is like, it, you, when you watch this movie, you go, okay... I know what, like, he's going... Oh, you know, like, he's looking at other movies of the time period. Like, the whole slow motion stuff is very Sam Peckham. Yeah, uh, obviously. it's. But that's what I'm saying. It's so 70s. It has no 40s yeah. feel at all in it. I know. It's I love the 70s, and that's why I fucking like it, but it is not a good movie. <laughs> uh, well, here's the weird thing is that, like, there's... It, it, I think the problem... One of the problems with this movie... Actually, I don't think this is a problem. I, it's one of the things I really like about it, but I can see it being a problem for some people, is how erratic the tone is like yeah. you know like how it goes from serious or it goes from documentary style to you know horror film to comedy yeah to, and then there's this one weird part and it's kind of famous so i'm not really spoiling anything where it becomes almost like an italian giallo film where like mm-hmm. the killer rigs up this fucking trombone knife <laughs> thing and attacks me with it and it's like what it's yeah. something out of an italian horror film where like the killer has this elaborate Slash, yeah, yeah, death, you know, murder sequence planned out. And uh, it's completely ridiculous. And then, towards the end of the movie, out of fucking nowhere, it feels like, 
uh, Marianne from Gilligan's Island shows up, <laughs> and she's one of the the potential victims. But yeah, so the movie takes these really weird tangents, which is similar to what I just did, um, <laughs> into like comedy, and I mean like that whole thing with with Sparkplug is like. As a dress in drag. But it's not, for me, it's not even a, like a relief. It's not like a comedic relief, like, oh, we need this. Oh, I know. It's like, it's, it's basically <laughs> like, like, the director's like, what, what's big right now? Like, what kind of, how many things can I cram into this movie? I like that. I like yeah. that the tone goes apeshit. And I love the fact that maybe he saw an Italian film and was yeah, like, yeah, and was like, and was oh, like, I want to oh, do that. I want to do that because yeah. there's no evidence. <laughs> That this actually happened, like that there was like a he tied a knife yeah. to the trombone and then killed her by like playing the knife trombone. It's amazing. I know it's such a weird part, but it feels so out of place. Yeah, it is. It's completely out of place, and that's what I think I like about it is that it's like, what the fuck is this for? Um, the interesting thing though is that when you read just a little bit about this actual case, like the actual case is far more interesting than this movie. Like they were doing some yeah. relatively. Uh, you know, serious, like, psychological profiling on this guy, and the stuff they were coming up with was way more interesting than what we get in this movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, this movie is a B-movie. It's an exploitation film disguised as, like, this is the facts as we, you know, presented as they happen. <laughs> it's, like, almost like an episode of Dragnet that just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And it is the longest 86-minute movie or 89-minute movie that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I like it. I like Andrew Prine's weird, like, Poor man's like David Carradine. Like, yeah, man, he just looks. He has that look. I love the incredible acting because uh, you can tell that ninety five percent of this cast is local. Yeah, which is what, which is very much like Boggy Creek. Like I like Charles B. Pierce because he just pulls from like he's like fuck it. You know what? You want to be in this movie? You're in this movie. Yeah, because they had no budget. I know, but he. <laughs> But he, but that's not because it was some artistic approach. No, 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 no. I'm, but but I'm saying is that like for no budget, that train sequence is pretty fucking rad. It is cool, but that's what I'm saying. It, it does have its moments. It does. Um, again, I, I I like this movie. I like it more for the fact that it, it if you think about it historically, it falls in between Black Christmas and Halloween. Yeah. Um, well, in a in a deep ditch, it falls in between there. Yeah, right. But I mean, like you can't you can't overlook that this movie actually has. Here's the, and here's something that we and you have talked about before too. Before we watched this was in Texarkana in the past, like I think ten years, they've been watching this movie. You know how in That's L. So weird. How in L. A. We do like um, in um, at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. There's the, the screenings. Yeah. Right. Okay. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they always cap it off and like. In October, with like, I think one year they did Night of the Living Dead, one year they did The Shining. They do this, something very similar in Texarkana, but they always end it with Italian Dreaded Sundown. Yeah. That's really weird to me because that's, you know, again. I mean, I guess what else are you going to do in Arkansas and Texas? Yep. Uh, if you live in the Arkansas area or Texas, Jess wasn't just trashing your fucking state. But you live in <laughs> a place where nothing else happens. Uh, Has anything else happened there since then? Since these murders? Probably not. <laughs> Have you watched Castle Rock at all? Yeah, but I didn't end it. I actually heard the ending sucks. Okay, I heard the ending sucks too, but I'm, I'm on the second episode. We need to both... It's so good in the middle, man. Okay. It really is. Okay. But the I, I just... It lost... I didn't even watch the ending, and I don't want to now, because it's... I heard it's disappointing. Okay, well, I'm going to finish it. I'm not, I'm not blown away yet. Uh, but anyway. There are some solid episodes. I won't, if you're only on the second one, I won't say anything. Yeah, don't. But 
it kind of just dropped off. But I feel like kind of like this episode is kind of dropping off. Now we're just randomly Are talking we done? about. Yeah, I, I think we're. I think we're. You're usually the one who's like, "Hey, wrap it up," and like, uh, it's because uh, we're not over the hour uh-huh. yet. <laughs> we're it's it's Halloween, so we have a ton of content, which is weird because we don't want to go over too much since we're releasing a movie a day that we both pick, which yeah. is like ends up being 62 movies, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and then we're also going to be recording um, some little tidbits about the movies that we pick. Yeah, so. so. We don't want to go too much over, but we also want to leave and talk to you guys some other time. <laughs> yeah, all right. So that's, that was the best exit I think we've ever had. <laughs> um, so check uh, check out the Instagram page and uh, check out our Facebook page. Yeah, and, and participate. Even if uh, you don't do all of the 31 days, you can at least tell us your favorites, and that's cool. Yeah. Or even if you're afraid that we're going to judge you for your... Which we will. Yeah, which we will, but in a nice way. Maybe Mickey will be nice. Yeah. Yeah, because... Okay, anyway, I'm going (laughs) to let that one... We're just going to go and uh, have a great night. Bye. Bye. Samuel P. Fuller, age 24. Linda Mae Jenkins, age 19. Brutally attacked March 3rd, 1946. Howard W. Turner, 29. Emma Lou Cook, 17. Bodies discovered in a wooded area on March 24th. Roy Allen, 17. Peggy Loomis, 15. Both found dead April 14th in Spring Lake Park. Floyd Reed, age 34. Murdered in his home on May 3rd. Mrs. Reed shot twice, but survived. This man's identity is unknown. He was believed to be between 30 and 40 years old. He wore a white hood and was known only as the Phantom Killer. World War II had just ended. In Texarkana, Arkansas, boys had come home to their families. Husbands reunited with their wives. It was a happy, peaceful time. Until the phantom killer struck. For four months, he held an entire city in the icy grip of terror. Now, Charles B. Pierce brings this incredible, shocking, and true story to the screen in The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Starring Academy Award winner Ben Johnson as Captain J.D. Morales of the Texas Rangers. We got a cold-blooded killer here. A man who nobody sees. A phantom who, so far, hasn't made any mistakes. Andrew Prine as Deputy Norman Ramsey of the Texarkana Sheriff's Department. The only thing we really do know is that we've got a very strange person on our hands. The Town That Dreaded Sundown, a true story.